What's up, everyone? Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green, and I'll be coming to you every week throughout the season as 32 of the best teams from around Europe fight for the right to lift the Champions League trophy at the Final Four in May. Joining me on the other end of the line, as he will throughout this season, is longtime basketball journalist Dave Hein out in Regensburg, Germany. Dave, how's it going, man? Fantastic. We have the uh, rebound and we're ready to go to the other side of the of the basket and uh, throw it down with a big old dunk on coast to coast. Great to be on the show and I look forward to a great season this year. Yeah, I'm excited about it. This should be a really good one. I think the, the BCL field is really deep, really talented overall, and the field is now officially set. We had some qualifying rounds happening the past couple weeks. Uh, six teams made it through the qualifying rounds. That's Freiburg Olympic, the Swiss champions, Nizhny Novgorod from Russia, Nanterre from France, Mehdi Beirut from Germany, Uka Murcia from Spain. They were the third place finishers in last year's BCL competition. And Telenet Antwerp Giants from Belgium. Dave, uh, what do you think of the qualifying rounds? And do any of these teams jump out to you as particularly interesting? Obviously, don't expect them to be a, a title contender. But you know, just the fact that uh, Freiburg Olympic are in there um, is really just a fantastic story. The uh, first Swiss uh, team to be in a regular season competition since 95 96 season you know they went through all three qualifying rounds it's just a great story you know they took down uh after uh, uh saratov the russian team in the first qualifying round probably a, an upset already there and then went through uh through uh, groningen from from holland and then you know they ended up in in the third round probably another surprise having to uh take take down um uh, Sakara, the uh, uh, from from Turkey, seventy six fifty two victory on the road, really impressive. Just giving up fifty two points in a road game, they have to be impressed. You know, otherwise, you know, Antwerp also came from the first round, but you know they're a pretty big name in Dutch basketball. Mercia, you know, kind of, I'll let you talk a little bit more about that. You know, the 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 third place team from last year, them coming through, not really a surprise, being that it's a Spanish club as well. And, you know, Medi Bayreuth, they also reached the uh, quarterfinals last year. So they they took care of business in the second game after having tied in the first game. So, yeah, I think all in all, pretty exciting qualifying round in general. And uh, I think these teams are, are really super excited to to be in the regular season and really ready for it to, uh, to all start uh, next week. Yeah, for sure. It's it's really cool for some of these teams. Like you said, Freiburg, a really small team uh, from Switzerland. Pretty rare for them to make a competition like this. And I, I watched their games uh, against the Turkish club in this last qualifying round, and they were impressive, man. Like They've got uh, Justin Roberson, who's kind of a combo guard. He scored 29 points in the first game, 15 in the second. Uh, Babakar Toure is kind of a big guy who had some skill, nice passes, good rebounding big guy. And, and they played great defense tons of hustle, tons of energy. So they're going to be cool to watch uh, as definitely an underdog throughout the competition. Uh, Morcia, they just barely, barely hung on against Charleroi, another Belgium club. Um, they, you know, they were, they won the first leg by nine points. So they had a little bit of breathing room in the second leg of the qualifying round and they just barely hung on. Like they almost let it slip away the fourth quarter. They were committing turnovers left and right. Charleroi got hot. So I was a little bit worried about Morcia there for a minute, but they made it through. And like I said, third place finishers from last season. So once they're in the competition, we know they can do some damage. Well, Murcia came here, uh, 
arguably is the hottest team in the Basketball Champions League, but could not quite get the win against Ike. Now there you have Cliff again, picking up like, his first first half four, and the lead's gone to 11. Lucan Murthia will get third place. And before we get to the group-by-group group previews for this season preview podcast, a little more information about the Basketball Champions League. So it's 32 teams split into four groups of eight teams. The regular season starts Tuesday, October 9th, and it goes through February 6th. After that, the top four teams from each group advance to the playoffs. Fifth and sixth place in each group go down to the FIBA Europe Cup competition, while seventh and eighth place are eliminated. Then we go to a round of 16 and quarterfinals that'll happen in March and April, and the season concludes with a final four in May. Uh, Dave, how many countries do we have represented here? Uh, 15 countries. 15 countries, uh, seven champions from their domestic leagues last year. Uh, France and Germany both have four four teams in the competition, and then uh, Greece, Italy, and Spain are represented by three teams. And again, if you're looking for an underdog, go for Freiburg, the Swiss champs. All right. Well, without further ado, here's the group-by-group preview for the 2018-19 Basketball Champions League. And that is the end of the game. A remarkable road victory. We'll see MHP Ries and Ludwigsburg become the first German team into the Basketball Champions League Final Four. All right, starting it off with Group A. This is, in my opinion, the most dangerous group. I think there's uh, quite a f- quite a few teams in here who are championship contenders, Final Four contenders. So it'll be really interesting to see how this group shakes out. Uh, at the top, we got MHP Reason Ludwigsburg, last year Final Four team, and we'll uh, we'll talk about them more in depth uh, with their head coach John Patrick coming up in a bit. Then we got Banvit from Turkey. Uh, they are also a BCL powerhouse. Avellino from Italy. Anvil from Poland. Le Mans from France. Ventspils from Latvia. Murcia from Spain. And Nizhny Novgorod also coming through through the qualifying rounds. Uh, so Dave, what are your thoughts on Group A and who do you think uh, is going to come out on top here? Well, I mean, you mentioned powerhouses. I mean, we have three former Final Four teams. You know, uh, Bandit reached the final, and, and Mercia and, and Ludwigsburg played for third place last season. So, plus you have the the French champs, Le Mans, plus you have the Polish champs, Anvil, and then you also have uh, Ventspils, the, the Latvian champs. Uh, plus you have a, a pretty established side in, uh, in Nizhny Novgorod, you know, used to international uh, European competition, and then an Italian team who's who's also uh, you know pretty pretty well built, and uh, so yeah, it's not gonna it's not <laughs> this is this is a wide open group. It's fantastic. I I uh, I I think what you're gonna have to to really concentrate on is who's able to go on the road and get a win, and uh, I think whoever's able to do that probably is best set up for for a top tour top four finish that's kind of what i'm thinking one of the teams i'm really intrigued by here is avellino uh they got norris cole at point guard kind of a surprise signing but somebody who has a ton of high level experience of course he's a two-time nba champion with the miami heat came over to europe last year now this will be his first season with avellino his first season in the champions league i'm, I'm really excited to see how norris cole does and they also have Hamidi and Yaye, a center from Senegal, who's a great shot blocker. I think uh, with those two, they'll kind of have a nice little one-two punch at the one and the five. 
maybe Avellino uh, ends up coming out on top over Bounvet, Ludwigsburg, some of these other teams. But th- this group looks really tough. Well, I mean, you look at even you look at uh, you know Demetrius Nicholas has you know obviously loads of 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 you know high level right. experience. Uh, Kiefer Skies, uh, you know, he was the the top scorer in the Turkish. Uh, Turkish uh, second division last year, so he comes and and is going to be probably looking to produce. And you know, even uh, even though you have a, a European rookie, you know, Matt Costello went to Michigan State. You know, that's another guy that has experience. And 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 actually, they'll be led by a guy that you know many many Europeans probably don't know. Uh, with with head coach uh, Nated uh, Vucinic, he was actually the New Zealand head coach. He's been he's been at four world championships world uh, uh fiba basketball world cups uh assistant head coach in 2002 when when new zealand really shocked the world going to the semifinals he was assistant head coach there and then and and was also assistant in, in 06 and then uh, 12 and 14 so you know even the head coach you know he was in lebanon last time that he was on the sideline but even the head coach comes with you know fiba basketball world cup experience so you know it, it might be a new face for a lot of people in europe this this isn't the first time he's in europe he was actually in at dashafaka back in the second division back in uh in 2009 to 2011 but it's a new face for a lot of europeans but it's a guy who has loads of of really super huge game uh, experience yeah, for sure. So keep your eyes out for Avellino. They'll definitely be dangerous. And Ukam Murcia, like we were saying, they came up through the qualifying rounds, but that does not mean that they are not dangerous. You know, this is this is a f- team with Final Four experience. Uh, they have some nice new pieces. Emmanuel Kate, a young Romanian center, uh, who I know you're familiar with from his days back with the Real Madrid youth system. Uh, you know, kind of a, a big, broad-shouldered kid who's just now starting to come into his own at the professional level. He was dominant at times in the qualifying rounds and they've also got some really good athletes on that team Ovi Soko Sadiel Rojas is an absolute warrior so don't be surprised either if Morcia makes it through this group and then does some damage in the playoffs yeah I love uh, I love Charlene Kloof the uh the the Dutch guy Damon Rudas NBA guy you know has obviously you know loads of experience you know, I don't want to be the I don't want to be the person who always talks about the coaches. Um, but this is a new coach, uh, Juarez. Uh, he was an assistant. He was in the youth system at Real Madrid, and so now this is his you know his first chance to really go out and and spread his wings on the sidelines. So you know I wouldn't be surprised if there's a wrinkle or two from Real Madrid that you see in in this t- in this team. So uh, another super exciting team to to watch, and and I really I think probably that game. That second leg game in the in the in the third round of the qualification was great for them because now coach has 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 material saying, listen, if you guys don't concentrate for 40 minutes, anybody can beat us. And so, you know, lesson learned. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this team goes on a besides having a load of a load of talent and a lot of guys back from the team that went to the final four um, that this team can really uh, do some damage. And one other team in the group that's very dangerous, Lamont from France. One guy that they have that I love is Demetrius Conger. I was in Australia for a few months last year, and I saw him there uh, for the first time in person, and he was just an absolute beast. He ended up, after the Australian NBL season, going and playing with uh, Badalona and the ACB and helping them avoid relegation. So he's a guy on the wing who's you know kind of like a 6'6", 6'7", small forward, really good athlete, uh, good scorer. I think, I think he's going to be absolutely great for Lamont in this competition. Yeah. And, you know, with the 
loads of experience that Richard Hendricks brings, you know, playing uh, Eurobasket um, with the Macedonia national team. Another guy to watch. I, I, I think actually another guy that maybe uh, people may have forgot about is uh, Cameron Clark. He sat out last year with a uh, with a knee injury, but he was actually the leading scorer in the French league with Chalon and in the Euro in the Europe Cup. Uh, 2016-17 season. So this is a big-time scorer who, you know, Lamont may have been able to get a deal on him just because, you know, ne- you know, people might not have, might not have really known, okay, how much, how much can we get out of him? You know, he helped them reach the Europe, the Europe Cup final and win the Pro A championship in France. So a bit, another guy to, to really watch out for. For sure. Any final thoughts on Group A before we move on? No, I I think uh, I think uh, Anwil and and uh, and and Ventspils are going to be. Um, I think they're going to have some struggles, and you know, uh, Nizhny Novgorod. You know, they have a couple of uh, interesting guys, but I think I, I think they're a step below. Um, and I, I actually, I, you know, to to really talk about Ludwigsburg, um, we'll like I said, we'll go in depth with them. But I think really the thing is. They're such a new team, and I think this is going to be a, a, a really high. This is going to be a high effort job for for Coach John Patrick to get these guys, you know, really on the same line pretty quick. I can, you know, if they're not able to click right away, they're two and zero in the in the BBL right now. But uh, if they're not able to click, you know, maybe they maybe they lose a game at home. Um, you know, and it's good that they're starting on the road at Banvid, a team, a game where they can maybe lose. Uh, but you look at, uh, you know, you look at Menbakwe, uh, an exciting guy, Yalo. It's, it's, you know, this is the team that went to the, to the, to the semifinals and the quarterfinals, uh, in the previous two. So, but again, we'll, we'll, we'll go in depth with them. Uh, interesting group for sure. Theodore has it. Shot clock winding down. Theodore makes an attempt. He misses the shot. Rodrigo San Miguel has it. If Aristotle Tenerife are going to be the champions. Moving on to Group B, not quite as loaded as Group A, in my opinion, but still some good teams here. Uh, at the top, we got Ryer Venezia. They were a Final Four team in 2017. We got Pauk from Greece, Iberostar Tenerife, the 2017 champions from Spain. They're always dangerous. Telecom Baskets Bonn from Germany, Hapoel Halon from Israel, Opava, and then from the qualifying rounds, Freiburg Olympic, the Swiss champions, and Nanterre. Dave, what are your thoughts on Group B? I mean, I think Tenerife deserve, you know, first comment, the 2017 champs. Uh, and and they're back. Uh, you look at, or they're either back or still there. Uh, you know, Coach um, Vita Doretta, I, I talk about coaches all the time. He's back. He was away last last season. I uh, can't remember off the top of my mind where he, where he was, but he Valencia. left. Valencia, there you go. Thanks. And then he came back, and there's still six guys from that team that uh, that won the championship. And you bring in, you know, an exciting guy like uh, Sebastian Size. Uh, you have a, an absolute stud shooter on the outside in Lukas Steiger. Uh, you know, this is sort of his first time outside of of Germany as a professional. Colton Iverson with uh, some some big game experience. Uh, young Polish kid Tomasz Gilo, who uh, who went through the Polish national team youth system, national team player, was at Juventut last year. And again, this is not mentioning any of the guys who were on the who were on the uh, the the 2017 champions. You know, head coach is back, so it's exciting. It's going to be an exciting team, and it's going to be exciting to see 
how much of the the team from 2016-17 is is in this team. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, a lot of continuity, obviously. That team with Vidoretta as the head coach, they played fast, they put up a ton of points, uh, and they and they still have some of those speedy characters on this team. You know, Rodriguez, Rodrigo San Miguel, Nico Ricotti, Javi Bayron, uh, Ferran Basas coming in as a backup point guard. He's a super speedy guy. So I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they also have, yeah, Colton Iverson inside is going to be, you know, causing problems, banging around, uh, just being big and physical. I love the addition of Sebastian Saiz as a young guy coming in who's going to be hungry. So yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, Tenerife headlining this group, uh, probably the most dangerous team in the group and, and absolutely a, a final four and championship contender in this, uh, in this competition. Looking at Venezia, they've recently just made a, a big name addition in terms of Champions League, bringing in Gaspar Vidmar to play center. Uh, he's been a you know a pretty big part of the past two competitions. Um, Dave, what do you think about Venezia and where they rank in this group? Yeah, Vidmar. I think Turkish fans are gonna be like, "Where are you? Spend last eleven years in Turkey, uh, Gaspar Vidmar." Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, Bramos. Uh, Bramos is is has been around now for four years there. Uh, Mitchell Watt was a FIBA Europe, uh, FIBA Europe Cup uh, champion. Austin Day comes in with NBA NBA experience. Uh, Marquez Haynes obviously has has a high level competition. You have Italian internationals with uh, Paul um, Belica, Andrea Denocola. So yeah, it's a team that that might not be high on on on, on the radar, but. They they are the 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 FIBA Europe Cup champs from last year, so it's going to be a uh, and they won the Italian championship in 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 2017. So, coach knows how to win, and so it'll be interesting to see if they can get back to the back to the uh, final four. Elsewhere in this group, uh, Nanterre coming through the qualifying rounds. Uh, they're another team like Morcia, uh, you know who. They came through the qualifying rounds, but just because they did that, I don't. I don't think that makes them, you know, less dangerous than some of these other teams that got bids. I, th- I think Nanterre could surprise some people. Dominic Waters is a is a really steady hand at the point guard position. A guy who has a lot of high level experience. Adas Yuskevichis, the Lithuanian, is in there. So I think Nanterre is going to be pretty interesting. I'm intrigued also by Telecom Baskets Bonn. I know you're in, you're in Germany. You'd definitely be a little bit more familiar with them. Uh, what do you think about Bonn and do they have a chance to kind of advance out of uh, out of this group? Uh, I think it's going to be a challenge for Bonn. They they have guys, and I don't know. Depends on, on on how their young players how they take to to this team. And you know, there's uh, you know first season uh, Webb's uh, the first season in in Europe. Jackson, uh, the big man, uh, Charles Jackson was in the past two seasons the cir- second division in in Turkey. You know they're gonna go with Josh Mayo. You know if he can can take them anywhere, if anybody can take them anywhere, it's gonna be him. You know maybe Shane Gibson as well. They do have uh, Jorman Bolas Bartolo, the Cuban German, who's a who's a who's a good stopper. But I think they're probably gonna be fighting for more for one of the FIBA Europe Cup spots. Uh, but again, this kind of depends on how the the players who are new to uh, sort of a higher level. Of competition, okay. how they're able to group, respond to that. One thing I want to say is Opova. They reach the they they were the finalists from last year, and they have everybody back except one player. And head coach is in his eleventh season with the club. He won, uh, I think, three 
of their four titles in the in the history of the competition in the Czech League. So everybody's back and every almost everybody back. Only one player is different and everybody's Czech. Everybody's Czech. So it's an interesting story. And that that's actually probably one of the teams that I'm probably most fascinated with. I mean, they have guys like they have guys like uh Klek is his tenth year with the club, Sirius is twelfth year with the club. It's just a fascinating story. But so are they gonna reach the, the round of sixteen? Most likely not. They're gonna FIBA Europe Cup. Maybe. And then also Freiburg's in there, you know, so but let's let's leave it with uh with uh with group B. But again, Opova, interesting story because everybody's checking almost everybody except one player's back. Group C is an interesting one, headlined by the defending champions, Ike Athens, who won on their home court last year. They lost some big names, Manny Harris, the league MVP, Mike Green, the Final Four MVP, but they still got plenty of firepower on the roster. Elsewhere in the group, we got Broza Bomberg, the uh, storied German club. They'll be playing in the Champions League for the first time. Uh, CEZ Nimberg from the Czech Republic. Montekit Flame Labrada from Spain. Hapoel Jerusalem. Then we got Dijon from France. Litka Belis from Lithuania. And Telenet Giants Antwerp from Belgium, who qualified uh, in the qualifying rounds leading up to the season. Dave, uh, obviously, I think we got to start with the defending champions here with Ike. Uh, what, what did you think about, you know, kind of how their summer went? And do you think they can re- repeat their success from last season? All right, I'm going to be the coach geek again, I guess. Dragan Sokota, you know, legendary coach, is gone. Sun is, is, uh, is still there, uh, Dusan. But, you know, they bring in Luka Banki and uh, Luka Banki... People from Bamberg will know he ended up the season, uh, finished up the season with with uh, with Bamberg last year. You know this is going to be a little bit of a of a of a pressure situation for him. You know because it's a club with high aspirations. So you know is he going to be able to really lead a team to a big result? You know, and that's we'll have to see. I think and, and I think that's one of the one of the big stories because you know he's going to be trying to bring in his his own style. You know there there are guys back from the champs. You you do bring in Howard Sent Rose from Cuba who is um, probably one of the best defenders in all of Europe, a Cuban guy, but he's probably one of the best defenders in all of Europe. Uh, You bring in Xavier Nathan Reyes, Jonas Machulis, longtime national team player with, uh, with Lithuania. So it's, it's definitely a team that has the talent to, to go really far. And uh, again, I think it's going to be sort of on, on the, the, the big man on the sideline to try to, Form this team into into a winner. Any team with Saint Ruse is gonna is gonna be a great defending team. Yeah, living up to the expectations of last year is, is going to be pretty tough. But like you said, they do have some talent here. Bringing in Machulis, I think, is going to be big. Uh, they also brought in the Greek Luigi Datome in Sharas Yiannopoulos, uh, who's going to be bringing his giant beard and man bun and uh, just unbelievable sizzle on the court to uh to this team he's he's got a really cool style definitely check him out uh if you can looking elsewhere in this group broza bomberg probably the biggest name club i would say in terms of european prestige uh in this group maybe in all of the competition you're there in germany dave what what do you think about this bomberg team and do you think they have what it takes to win the title i think they i think they do you know the the team that last year obviously this is a totally remade team you know i know's uh, Bagatskis is is in as coach, longtime Latvian national team coach. 
you still have uh, Zizis. You, Augustine Rubit has, you know, he's been in Germany now for a few years and has been able to really build a name. Bryce Taylor is going to be out to really probably play his best basketball that he's ever played after missing all of last season uh, with an injury, which would have been his first year with Bomberg. Tyrese Rice, obviously the biggest name, you know, huge career in Europe. Kobolka's back, 20-year-old, got drafted. He was in uh, the Champions League last year. You know, he's you know probably going to be able to to produce, you know, great outside shooter. Ducky is a guy that can really do a lot of things. And they have young guys like Olinda Kratzer that, that the scouts can go and watch. But, you know, it's going to be Rice, Zizis, uh, Hickman. I, I'm not sure about Hickman, uh, but... Uh, you know, obviously big money signing, you know, two years ago, but I think Rice and, and Zizis are going to be the main guys. And, and just with that level of veteran leadership, it's going to be a team that can definitely, you know, they have high, high aspirations. They want to, they probably want to go for a triple this year with the German cup and with the, the German league, whether or not they can beat Bayern, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, even though there's a pretty, a pretty good high, a pretty good level of competition in this group, I still think that they probably in my eyes is a favorite going into this, this group. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think, you know, bringing in a coach like Bogatskis is going to be really good for them. For them. Uh, like you said, longtime Latvian coach, led them to fifth place at the 2017 Eurobasket. And then this, this is a really interesting collection of talent. You kind of touched on it there where they have these veterans like Rice Zizis, I think is like 38 years old now, maybe. Uh, and then at the other end of the spectrum, they got a lot of, a lot of young guys like Olinde, like Kolboka, who was the, the best young player in the Champions League last year. He won that award after averaging 10 points and five rebounds per game. Uh, and then also they've got a Australian point guard, William McDowell White. I'm not sure how much, not sure how much he's going to play. You know, he might have a small role. Maybe if somebody else in front of him gets injured, he might come in, but he's a super interesting kid. Six foot five point guard, uh, great vision, not really much of a shooter, but he, he's got some super interesting, interesting skills. Uh, so yeah, definitely keep your eyes out for Bomberg. Elsewhere in this group, I'm intrigued by Montekip Fuenlabrada. Uh, I, I used to live in the Madrid area. Fuenlabrada is about a 20-minute train ride outside of Madrid. So I went to Fernando Martin Arena and uh, you know got to see some games there quite a bit. I really like what they got going on in the backcourt. Tomas Beas, Marco Popovich, both of those guys are super fun. They got uh, the big British guy, Dan Clark, in the front court. He'll be bombing threes. And then they made a really interesting signing kind of late in the summer, bringing in uh, Lucas Bebe Noguera, who used to play for Estudiantes in Spain, then did a couple years uh, with the Toronto Raptors and, and playing with Raptors 905, their NBA G League team there. Dave, any thoughts on, on Fuenlabrada? Do you see them as a potential playoff team coming out of this group? I think yeah, I think they can go top top four in this team in this group. Uh, you also have the seven foot Latvian Victor's Aliens again, coaching geek I guess. Uh, Augusti Yulbo, uh, his first head coaching gig, head coaching gig in the ACB. So <laughs> everybody listens to this podcast be like, man, Dave only talks about coaches. It's so 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 dumb. But um, look, any team with Marko Popovich, you know, is going to be a fun team. You know, just he's a warrior, and you look at the the team and really good size. You know, you you Nogueira, Clark, the the Latvian. You know, there's some really good size on this team. 
For sure. One of the other really interesting teams in this group, Hapoel Jerusalem, uh, they've, they've got some interesting names looking up and down their roster. James Feldin is a guy who has had a ton of success in Europe. He's a good two-way wing. I think he's going to be great for them. Tamir Blatt, young point guard. He's the son of David Blatt, of course, legendary coach in Europe. Uh, he's a really talented point guard who shined with Israel at the under-20 level. And uh, now I think you know he's going to get a pretty good chance to, to get some minutes on this team. And then they brought back a Amari Stoudemire, of course, uh, former NBA All-Star, been dealing with some injury issues and everything in recent years, not quite the same guy. But I think uh, Hapoel are, are a really interesting team as well. Uh, you got the veteran Israeli leadership too with uh, Eliyahu and Oyohan. Obviously, you know, you know those those guys' roles will uh, maybe be diminished a little bit from, from the past. But, you know, you also have a pair of seven-footers, Chuprovich, uh, who was with uh, Maccabi last uh, Maccabi Ash- Ashdod last year, and then uh, professional a professional rookie, the uh, Joseph uh, Joseph Luau Akuli, the um, South Sudanese Australian who played with uh, Baylor in in college. So yeah, and Deshaun Butler's a, a guy that that I know from playing in uh, uh, for Ulm here in Germany last year. So yeah, good, uh, definitely a good grouping of 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 players and. Yeah, there's no reason why why they shouldn't uh, make their way out of this out of this group. Looking elsewhere in the group, I'm not as familiar with Dijon, uh, Lit Cabellas. They've got a couple interesting guys. Jamar Wilson, he's uh, been a longtime point guard for the Finnish national team, actually, and then played with the Estudiantes. Um, and they've got a cool, uh, cool young Lithuanian guy in Paulius Valenskis, who's on loan from Zalgiris. So I'm really excited to see Valenskis uh, kind of step up to this level of competition. Uh, but for for Lit Cabellas, uh, for Dijon, for Antwerp, I, I think it's going to be pretty tough for them to make it out of this group. What do you, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, um, you know, a big guy to watch for Lee Cabellis, uh, Mike Morrison. You know, he's been with uh, with Frankfurt Skyliners for the f- last four years. You know, they also have uh, CMS Yasaitis, uh, y- of course, you know, 30, 36 years old, uh, but, you know, obviously loads of experience there. They also have Dominic Mavra, um, trivia. He was actually on the same... Croatian youth national team uh, and also club with with uh, Dario Saric uh, back at the, back in the days in KK Zagreb. So and then uh, Dijon, you know the 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 always fun five foot six David Holston running the show. That'll be you know if nothing else just to to watch him. Antwerp. If there's anybody, probably I think other than the the Opova, Opova coach. Anybody who identifies himself with the club, it's probably Roel Moores, who uh, is 39, and he's been coaching for the last four years, and the last six years before that, played with the club, so he's been there uh, since 2009. They Very interesting, uh, a Dutch kid, uh, 6'9", 23-year-old Hans Venjen, Tremel Darden, obviously has has been around Europe for loads and loads of years. Uh there's also the 21-year-old Belgian uh, point guard uh, Thomas Akyavzi who went to the States, went to Colorado. This is his second season back. And they have a lot of players coming back uh the Antwerp team does. So it's it's a team that, you know, if if things go right, they should be a Europe Cup team, you know, and 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 if things go right if they can steal some some road wins. They could. They can maybe even go to 
maybe even go further along. We didn't talk about Nimbrook at all really quick. I mean, they have a lot of Czech national team players with uh, Paterka, uh, Urban, Pompla. Obviously, they've won the, the Czech competition 15 years in a row. Eugene Loris, Lawrence has been uh, who's been around quite a few uh, different clubs as well. So, yeah, it's an interesting group. And uh, it's actually a group that I'll probably have a chance to see a little bit of because uh, I'm not too far from Bomberg. And so I'll be able to uh, to get a firsthand look at them. And it's bitter disappointment for Neptunus. An incredible win for Sig Strasbourg. Last but not least is Group D. We've got Neptunis from Lithuania, Besiktas from Turkey, Strasbourg from France, Ustend from Belgium, Prometheus from Greece, Petrol Olympia from Slovenia, Virtus Bologna from Italy, and the qualifying team that made it through from Germany, Medi Bayreuth. Uh, Dave, what do you think about Group D? I think this is maybe the the weakest of the groups i hate to say that but it just it, you know there's not a team well let's let's oh well, no let's not say the weakest let's say the the most balanced because it, it doesn't seem like there's a team that's gonna you know really have a challenge or a tough time winning home games even maybe neptunus a little bit though there's some there's some interesting guys on that team so i i think it's a really balanced group but nobody who you know go out and say you know and scream and say yeah this is a this is a final four team I, I don't know do you see it similar to that yeah i think that's fair I, th- I think strasbourg is a team that has had a lot of success you know in the bcl but you know they've they've lost some key pieces most notably uh louis laberie their big center has moved on uh so that's a big loss besiktas they they have some interesting pieces but we'll kind of see how it all fits together they brought in phil pressy at point guard joe alexander is kind of an explosive forward robin benzing is there so they've got a pretty interesting team really interested by what petrol olympia are doing they've they've kind of almost turned into like a farm team that's playing at the pro level you know they got uh luka samanich there who's a potential lottery pick potential first round pick in the 2019 nba draft they also have Yusuf Sanan, uh, who was just drafted in the second round by the Washington Wizards. And then Marko Simonovic, um, who else? A, a young Slovenian kid. Like So they're, they're bringing in a lot of young guys. I'm interested to see if that translates to wins. Not sure how well that's going to go, but they'll be interesting to watch. And then and then Bologna, I think, are really interesting. They got my guy Pietro Aradori, who has never seen a shot he didn't like. And I love watching that dude play. So I'm excited to check out Bologna. Yeah, I just as a as someone who's done a lot of youth basketball, I cannot wait to watch Olympia, and I'm gonna probably try to go to the to the road game at in Bayreuth. Need to check the schedule for that one, just to to see all of those you know super exciting guys that that you mentioned. You know, you, even you look at someone like uh, Rocco Bedsim, he's 20 and you know is already playing national team. But you also have like this this with Mirza Begic, a guy thirty three, who just brings in so much experience and and can help all these these young players. Um, you know, it's just going to be you know what is what is Jalik Felton? What is he going to be able to do? You know, a guy who was suspended at UNC and you know this is going to be his first year as a professional. Marvin Jones, uh, an NBA guy, seven footer. It, it's really a fascinating team when you when you look at you know the super high level of of young talent and then the pieces that they kind of put around them so it's it's a it's a team that 
could either go super far or could struggle really even winning some home games with this with this um with this group of young players who are getting their first chance to to really play at a higher level. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to see how they do. Uh, Strasbourg, I feel like I may have undersold them a little bit looking back at it now. They got Mike Green, who was the Final Four MVP last year. Marty Collins, uh, you know, of course, longtime veteran. He's the captain there. And then they brought in Yusafa Fall, a really interesting center who's, you know, a great shot blocker, super long-armed young guy with a lot of potential. So I I think Strasbourg might be our group favorites here. But I I do see what you mean about this being one one of the more balanced ones overall. No one really jumps off the page at you. French super veterans, you know, um, Ali Trier and, and, uh, and, and Florent Pietros, you know, and, and, but then also the kids, you know, you have Quinton, uh, Golmi, 6'9, 20, 20 year old, uh, Ludovic Byhurst, seven, uh, 19 is a small 5'8, 19 year old point guard to kind of, you know, push and, 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 you know, peek and pick at the, uh, at the, at the old guys, you know, and like you mentioned, uh, you know, them bringing in fall, the big, uh, 7-3 Senegalese kid, you know, so it's, it, it is, it's, and obviously, you know, we'll call him coach lover, Dave, whatever, but Vincent Collet, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to, to, to say anything bad about a guy that's been able to do that with the French, French national team. And the last team to qualify for this group, Bayreuth, uh, from your place there in Germany, they've got an interesting roster as well. Adonis Thomas uh, looks like he's going to be a force for them. He did a lot of their scoring in the qualifying rounds. David Stockton, of course, the son of NBA legend John Stockton is there. Uh, Ziga Dimech, they've got uh, Cassius Robertson had, had a big game uh, to put them through in the qualifying rounds. Uh, have, you seen, have you seen Bayreuth at all, and what do you expect from them this season? I haven't seen Bayreuth yet, but... Because of the German the German league and their requirements of of a six and six roster six Germans, you know they have to really have try to have strong Germans and they have a really good German core. Uh, Steve Wachowski, six eight shooter, Basti Dorot, who's the German national team uh, point guard, and you also have Andy uh, Seifert, big guy down in the post. You know those guys will definitely play play a major role. You know Demond Brooks is back. You know he's you know going to be along with. Adonis Thomas, probably the main guys on this team. I think I think Adonis Thomas is a, is a is an interesting guy because, you know, he was U.S. national team at the at the under seventeen World Cup. He won the 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 World Cup with them, I believe, in two thousand ten, and you know, highly regarded and and you know, kind of struggled to make a name for himself in the states then, and then went to Italy and was in, was at Banvit last year. So. He's, I think he's kind of rediscovering himself, you know, in the last couple of years now, you know, having to go to Europe and, and, uh, and, and kind of make his name. And, but I think this team is going to kind of roll with David Stockton, you know, you know, but you know, how, how much can you do necessarily with a 5'11 point guard? That's, that's one of the things we're going to kind of have to see, you know, okay, I'm not going to, you know, obviously Tyrese Rice has shown that you can win, you know, pretty, (laughs) pretty high level competition at that size. But, uh, you know, and then even a guy like Hassan Martin, you know, he, this, he'll be a European rookie after playing last year in Japan. So some interesting, some interesting guys on this team and a team that also is going to be a target. You know, they've, they've been able to under Raul Corner, the head coach, they used to be, you know, fighting relegation and, and, and now they've really worked their way up to you know even the home court advantage in the playoffs and so the club is getting higher expectations which also makes them uh, a, a target 
So that's it for our group-by-group group preview for the 2018-19 Basketball Champions League. Up next, we have our interview with John Patrick, the reigning BCL Coach of the Year from MHP Reason Ludwigsburg. So on the show this week, we have Coach John Patrick, the 2018 Basketball Champions League Coach of the Year. Coach, thanks for coming on, taking some time. Thanks for having me, David. I guess let's let's first start off with uh, you know your your off season. You've had to rebuild your roster, and um, you know with just having so many so many new guys in there. Maybe just talk about uh, how that whole process goes of 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 bringing in finding new guys and sort of forming them into uh, into a unit. Yeah, it's uh, it's an unfortunate on the one hand, and it's an exciting job every year to have to reload the gun, so to speak, uh, the gun being our roster, and uh, it's, it's part of life as a small to mid-budget club, where if we have a good season, then the guys are going to get bigger offers, and we understand that, I understand that, it's part of the reason we can get good players, is that they know, or potentially good players, we know that, um, that we can make players a career if they play well with us and, and our team has a good year and last year we had Thomas Walkup, Dwayne Evans, Karan Johnson, Johannes Tiemann, a, num- a number of guys who had um, either never played in Europe or had played uh, second league or at a lower level who, um, uh, who, who got big offers after the season. Um, we had other guys who played a role, a small role for us got offers to play bigger roles at other teams for more money and so yeah we're happy to see guys uh, of course be able to uh, use the success and take a step up and then we have to get new players um, the process is, is is based on trying to get players that fit our system um, but also just getting a balance of guards who can pick up full court like we do um versatile, defensive-minded centers who can shoot a little bit from the outside or a lot from the outside. Um, uh, Getting a balance with some talent, with uh, a mix of experience and hungriness from from the rookies and, and seeing if it works. And that's what we've been up to the last six weeks in the preseason is For the last four seasons, your your team's average height has been 1.95 meters. You're up to 1.96. I know you said somewhere that um, every every centimeter costs that much more money. Um, maybe maybe just compare this this team to to maybe what you had last year and and what uh, maybe what you might be able to do. I mean, at this point, not knowing 100 what you what you can expect from them, but what you think you might be able to do um, going into this year. How it compares to the group last year. It's a good question, but it's tough to compare when you only have two players back from the previous season. So uh, Adam Waliskowski and David McRae are back from last season. The new guys are, well, some of them are similar to players from last season, but we don't have a Tom Walkup. Um, We don't 
have uh, uh, a, a sniper shooter at the two who can also penetrate like like Peter McNeely. Um, our point guard this year is five three, I would say five foot three, uh, and then we have a, a huge center who's not really an inside player in Bogdan Radosavlevich. So we have certain players who this year are completely different than, than anything we had last year, and then we have some guys who are versatile and um, play both ways and. and that are similar to, to our guys from last year. I, I think the, the differences are the ones that, that jump off the page at you, like having a, a Trevor Mabakwe, um, who has a high-level experience, EuroLeague experience, and, and really knows what he's doing, has a, has a great basketball IQ, pick thing, picks things up or has picked things up in, in one week. What what a what maybe a rookie would take three or four months to take out of a new system. Uh, he's integrated really fast and had a good first game. Jordan is uh, Jordan Crawford is the smallest player that I've ever coached, and um, I think he's smaller even than the than the under nineteen. He's a, he would be the smallest guy on our under nineteen team, and, and my fourteen year old son plays on the under nineteen team. So um, he's really tiny, and he's also really annoying to play against. He plays with a huge heart and a and a, really a purpose that um, makes it spe- makes our team special just because he's out there. Um, and he's so fast and quick, and he's got a good eye to distribute the ball. And um, and then we have a lot of role players who um, can't, as though they could be at, as good as some of our guys from last year, but it's so early. Like I said, we don't know if we have um, a guy that can fill walk-up shoes, but we have several different people who can who can score, and, and maybe not someone who's as, as fine-tuned of an all-arounder who plays as hard as Tom Walkup does, but uh, but yeah, we're coming along. We're making the development. I'll, I'll probably be able to answer your question a little bit better in, in a month or two. Coach, one of your new guys is Kareem Yalo, a really promising young German prospect who exploded in his first BBL game for you guys, scoring 24 points. That was by far a career high from him. Uh, what do you expect from Kareem this season, and were you surprised by his first game? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, Kareem's a great kid, first of all. Um, he's, he's not your typical swaggy basketball player. Um, he's a 20-year-old, maybe 21 now, who, who has been sitting on the bench for three years. I think it's rare to find a guy with his talent at his age, has played so little um, a higher-level competition. So we're very thankful uh, that he's here. We're thankful to Bayern for lending him to us. Um, but it, it is a unique situation to have a six-seven, six-eight, really long, really active guy who who wants to play hard. He loves to play, but he's got uh, limited experience and. Um, I think he surprised himself more than anyone by scoring 24 in the first 
first game. Um, you know, it's going to be a typical situation of um, can can he have the confidence to perform with what his talent is? It's, it's the challenge that every uh, American rookie has. Um, luckily, he's been in Europe his whole life, so he understands um, some of the terminology, especially on defense, better than an American rookie would. But um, yeah, he's, he's jumping right into the fire, uh, and he had a, a huge first game. He, he played really, really well when we uh, scrimmaged Strasbourg, and, and they have big-time players. So, of course, it's going to be a question of consistency and focus, um, but he he's a great weapon to have, especially the way we play. He's a great full-court defender. He can guard four positions. We work every day on his shot. You know, he's getting up. He's getting a ton of individual practice, like all of our guys, but Kareem is, is very focused on his shot and trying to make his uh, long-range shot more consistent and uh, make his form consistent so that he becomes the, the same kind of shooter that, that two other guys we had uh, that I had as young players, Royce O'Neal and, and Maxi Kleber, who were doing the same drills, trying to uh, make the shot a little bit more, make Kareem's shot more robotic, but therefore more consistent and uh, and a higher percentage from three. Coach, you mentioned some of your American rookies who are coming over to Europe for the first time. What can fans expect from guys like Martin and Wilder, who they probably aren't as familiar with? Both. I would, I would, I would consider Malcolm Hill a rookie, too, even though he's gotten a year under his belt. But with Hill, um, Wilder, and, and Keelan Martin, all three guys with some athleticism who are getting used to playing with defensive rules, for sure getting used to playing in full court, getting used to controlling their talent, you know, making decisions on the court. So there's a there's an orientations process. There's a, there's going to be a learning curve. But all three of them are capable of scoring points if, if they have a mismatch and they're all three, I think, above average athletically um, and just have to get used to playing. It, it's a different sport uh, from what goes on in, in the G League or especially in, in college, uh, the intensity that, that we play in Champions League and in the German League is, is I would say, several notches higher than, than what goes on in, in college and, and especially playing full court. So... You know, the one, one possession they'll look like spacey and, and out to lunch, and then the next possession they'll look great. Um, and it's just getting used to playing with a, a professional level, you know, a top top European professional level of, of concentration. But I think the fans are going to have fun with them, and they're they're good guys who are who are trying to break a lot of habits at, at the same time. So. Uh, they need support from the coaches, from, from me and my assistants, and they also get a lot of support from their veteran teammates who, who try to help them. You took your team to the quarterfinals uh, two seasons ago, and then last season obviously reached the Final Four. 
and you know really with two final eight appearances really one of the best clubs in the history of this competition obviously a young competition but you know definitely you know you've seen your uh, a very good share of, of basketball in the competition how would you how would you rate the level of the competition well I, I think it's it was good to start out with I was uh, I was really pleasantly surprised uh, coached internationally for a long time I mean I, I coached in in Japan a long time ago and I've been in Europe for a while now and I've coached in um, internationally for like I said for a while and um, it, it was good the first year um, it improved the Champions League improved last year and when I see the teams that are that are in the competition in our group uh, it's, it's really impressive Um the level of competitions that we have, Polish champion, the French champion. In our group, we have a top Turkish team. In our group, we have the Latvian champion. And it's uh, it's also nice to know that when you go for an away game, you're going to get treated professionally. Um, you're going to have a good crowd. It's uh, it's just a, it's a great experience as a coach. Unfortunately, even though we've been successful and, um, you know, we, we've made it a point to try to keep improving each year as the season goes along, and I think we have in our domestic league and in the Champions League, but we've just had terrible injury situations um, going into the playoffs in the Champions League the last two years or missing four guys um, in the quarterfinals. Um, came really close to making the final four, but but uh, last year also we we went into the final four with um, just two, two two catastrophic injuries, and so one of the goals going in this year is is for us to uh, try to carry one more player on the roster, be a little deeper, so that we uh, have that chance if, if if we get the chance that we. Uh, use the chance to uh, to go as far as we possibly can, and uh, I don't know how, how you can avoid injuries, but we're just going to try to be be a little deeper to start out with, so that uh, guys don't play as many minutes, and, and that we have a chance. Because this this experience in Athens, if you saw pictures of it or if you were there, it was uh, it was unbelievable. The fans the whole atmosphere, I mean, Aika won it and deserved the championship, but uh, we got a taste of it, and we, we really would like to get back there, and, and uh, I would like to pick up another uh, European trophy if I could. Yeah, the other one being back in 2010, the Euro Challenge title. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, Ventspils, Anvil, Landmont, you know, those are all uh, domestic champions. You have Alinos coming in there, you also have Banvit, who quarterfinals and they were in the final uh, two seasons ago oh and you also have uh maybe mercia coming uh who you, you know beat you guys in the third place game so and then also maybe even uh nizni govorod you know big you know russian team and um maybe just we don't have monaco in the competition this year uh but maybe just talk about some of the 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 teams you see as as maybe the top contenders yeah i mean um it's it's really hard to say because some teams have 
new coaches. Some teams have huge player turnover, like ourselves. So um, I, I can't predict. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be coy. I can't predict how we are going to be, and, and I'm sure a lot of coaches who know their own teams don't know how they're going to do. Um, I know from the roster of of Lemon. I know from the roster of Rotswab. Um, from various teams around the league in the Champions League that they're going to be super talented and be able to play a very attractive style of basketball. Um, but it's hard to say. Uh, we played a practice game against Bayreuth, and they played without three guys. But I think they could be a top team. Bayreuth could be a top team in Champions League. Bamberg is, um, you know, I know I'm, Blowing the blowing the BBL's horn, but I think that um, last year also we were all in the same playoff block. But if Bayreuth, Oldenburg, and us had been in in different blocks, we it wouldn't have been that strange to say the the German league could have put two or three teams into the final eight. Um, so I think our league is strong and. Um, but I also see, like you said, Avellino. We saw them at a preseason tournament in uh, in Olbia in in Sardinia, and they look really talented. But for for myself and for all the other coaches, it's uh, it's a process, and, a, and some teams get better, and, and some teams uh, sort of fall apart. And, and injuries have something to do with it, and the character of the guys have something to do with it, but. Um, I see it. The Champions League is even more talented uh, with players and as far as strong clubs go than, it, than it's ever been. So that's really exciting. And it all begins for MHP Riesen Ludwigsburg with a road game at Banvit on Wednesday, October 10th. Coach, thanks for coming on. Thanks, David. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks again to Coach John Patrick for his time. Very insightful stuff there. I, th- I thought he was really generous with his analysis of his own team. So it's really cool to get that inside info from a, from a coach with his pedigree. Looking ahead to next week, Dave, uh, we've got games tipping off Tuesday, October 9th and Wednesday, October 10th. All of those can be seen on www.livebasketball.tv. Looking ahead to next week's slate, uh, what jumps out from you from Tuesday? What, what are you most excited about? I would probably say that the Lupuliana Strasbourg game probably piques my interest, mainly because I want to see what these kids are able to do at Olympia. I think that's going to be a um, and 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 to go against and it, and and at home. So you know their first game is going to be at home and uh, against a, a guy who 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 knows so much basketball, you know, and, and has those veterans. And Strasbourg, I, I see Strasbourg winning the game, but I kind of want to see how those youngsters play. But I'd say for a level of competition, I think maybe even the best game will be uh, maybe Bayreuth Besiktas. You know, Bayreuth, you know, they're going to have to defend home court. You know, they've been able to play a couple of games in the in the in the Champions League, which is also something that, you know, that, you know, some of the leagues have started domestic leagues have started. Some of them haven't, you know, and some of them, you know, some of these teams have been, you know, going through some, you know, some really high level competition games already going through the qualifying and where, you know, another team, you know, their domestic league hasn't hasn't started yet. 
in that regard, there might be some advantages that teams have here and there. So that's that's those are probably the two games that I'm really looking forward to. What do, what do you got? Yeah, I think both of those are going to be great on Tuesday. Uh, looking at Wednesday, I'm really excited about Bonvit and Ludwigsburg, which, of course, um, you know, we just talked to, to John Patrick about that team. I, th- I think that's going to be a really exciting game between two talented teams. Um, at Broza Bomberg versus Fuen Labrada is later that day. I think that's going to be great. And then also you got Ukam Murcia uh, versus Le Mans, the French champions. Uh, I, I think all three of those games on Wednesday are going to be fantastic. Yeah, I I wrote down, I wrote down Bandwitt, Ludwigsburg first, then then Bamberg Fuenlabrada as my second one. But don't be shocked if Freiburg upset Halon at home uh, in in Israel. Halon haven't played a game yet. They will have played uh, over the weekend on the road. They play at uh, Naria. But Freiburg has been playing their butts off to get into this competition, and they're going to be so excited, so jacked to be playing in the regular season. And, you know, they've knocked off a couple of good teams. If Halone have any sort of, uh, if they underestimate Freiburg at all, you saw what Freiburg was able to do, you know, holding holding um, the Turkish team to 52 points f- for the uh, for the game. I, I, I want to say it was like 17 or 19 points at halftime. If if they underestimate Freiburg at all, they're going to be in a super dogfight. So, okay, you mentioned obviously Banvit and uh, Banvit Ludwigsburg, Bamberg, uh, Fuenlabrada, even the the Mercia Le Mans game. That's a that's another game I'm watching. Of course, I don't expect Freiburg to make it to even the FIBA Europe Cup, to be honest. But that's a game they could steal if Halone don't watch out. All right, you heard it here first. Halone on upset alert next week against the Swiss champions, Freiburg. Dave, I'm really excited for this, man. I, I think it's going to be a great BCL season. We've got some really good clubs. We've got some great young talent. We mentioned guys like Lucas Samanich and Kulboka and McDowell White and Mashulis. There, there's so many great young players in this league. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm really excited uh, to get to see some of these teams that we don't see very often, like Freiburg, the Swiss champions, uh, like Nymburk, the the Czech champions so i'm really excited for this season everybody thanks for listening and we will join you again next week